0: Everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud—that is,
1: it's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S, Mako
2: Chang, and Ari Rockefeller.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number four hundred and seventy. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mas.
2: I'm Aria Rockefeller.
1: I am mako Chan, and I'm Ichigo Gami. And how is everybody doing
2: tonight? Uh,
1: I'm excuse sleepy. Excuse me while I on. Mm. I I feel you on that. as I was saying to y'all uh, earlier, um, if I wasn't doing the show on Tuesday nights, I would be in front of my in com- front of my TV watching the debates with, I would have waited till the debates to eat my dinner, and instead of my normal soda, I would have had my soda and a bottle of Bacardi. Because I'm like, I, there's no way I'd make it through it sober. It's not possible. God. Anywho, enough about that. And yes, he had to be very, No echo. I figured out the problem, and I'm just like, I'm going to try this. If this doesn't work, then I don't know what the pro- I don't know what else to do. So. <laughs> Ah, technical stuff, you gotta love that. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of September 29th, 2020, right here live on Twitch TV. Yeah, you can just hear every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 o'clock here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also hosted by some amazing people. And you can also find us on the uh, Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at com. And we're also syndicated through them at Twitch TV slash Vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays, Saturday at 8 o'clock, with the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at Nine. Okay, and don't forget You can also hang out with us in Discord You can head on over to vognetworkcom slash Discord Where each show that's a part of the Vogue Network has their own channel, so come by, hang out And have a good time, and things are going good For the most part So, yeah, definitely And big ups to uh, Ichigo Gami Who is li- giving everybody Links and so forth, so you know where to find us So, she is basically the real MVP So give her a round of applause
0: Thank you. I will try to have a bot set up for us to do this in the future so that I'm not, like, daydreaming and forget one.
1: <laughs> no, no! I I, 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 tot- I, totally get you. And I've been saying for, like, the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I need to... I, I'm, I've I'm, been saying, you know, I really need to ping Ichigo and talk to her about a bot that does all of this, so... And I'm just like, I, I just keep forgetting, so... Here we go. So... It'll be up and running soon enough. You, you gotta love the, that type of engineering and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, Ari, we we're, we're yeah, I know, I know, I know. You you gotta understand, Kotaku is like is like fucking Vice. They they will put outlandish top titles, clickbaity titles, just to get you to just to get you to read it, you know.
2: But well, then they're still discussing it anyway. Yeah. but You know, I just thought it was funny.
1: Oh, I agree. I just, I just find anybody who links anything off of Kotaku, Mary Sue, EXO Jane, and a few others. Anybody that's linking articles to back whatever they gotta say, I take with a grain of salt, and I'm like, you really didn't do your research, but that's okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we are going uh, around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, kick things off.
2: Uh, Well, I did get paid today, so there was that. ching I also forgot that when there's a third payday in a month, you don't get deductions taken out of your check. Hmm? Explain. Which was, um, that's some kind of, like, law or, I guess it's like a tax law or something that I'm not familiar with. I'm
1: thinking it might be just a union thing, because, you know, I I normally get taxes taken out whenever there's, like, (laughs) It depends on what's being taken out. Mm.
3: Um, Health insurance, things like that, that have to do with that kind of Uh, crap.
2: Nothing, literally nothing except my deferred compensation. All right, because
3: usually usually the taxes and everything have to be taken out, too. Because Mm -hmm. that's by paycheck and not by time period. Right. So that is weird to me. Yeah, because
2: maybe union related i don't know i it might but be i'm po- thinking union
1: related because you know now cuz every week they take the normal deductions out even for me so i was like or every two weeks so i was just like it is what it is but the fact that you didn't i i'm en- i'm envious that's extra money for you to handle business so
2: pretty much yeah. i mean i got my rent paid and mhm and because i need to save up money to at least attempt to get a uh you know, Something for, to put towards a down payment uh, Start moving A little more into my stash account Which I'm pretty much taking straight from all the money I make with mileage Yeah. I, which mm-hmm. that's been a lot Although I, The uh, reassignment started Yesterday so I'm out of an uh, exit much Closer to home and I don't go As far which is super Good because like I said I don't like having <clears throat> Hour commutes To and from each work every day.
1: And extra sleep.
2: Well, that too, of course. But, yeah, it's mostly just been uh, work-related stuff. There's not much else I can do, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear you.
2: I do have a vacation coming up in a couple weeks, but the, but when the, when the rescheduling happened, I got put on a, an entire different you know, schedule as it war. so my old schedule, new one, just kind of got bashed together, which also meant that that it lined up that I'm end up going to be working seven days in a row which yep sucks because I won't get off until this weekend
1: yeah I hear but you
2: at least I didn't have to pick another vacation week and it could have been worse because it could have been had like, I could have had either nine or ten days in a row depending on when a schedule started and ended
1: mm-hmm. but it didn't
2: show but it didn't come to that just taking as taking as much as I can uh, taking things as easy as I can it's not though but
1: no, I, I totally get it but look at it this way I mean normally you would take vacation because of um because of conventions a convention and so of now you can take a vacation and you're like you know what I can just completely chill at home catch up on some anime catch up on some gaming make catch up on my cleaning and so forth you know a very nice relaxing week you know
2: I do have something planned for vacation
1: well there you go do that too anything else Ari
2: no that's about it oh
1: okay Mako-chan how was your week how was your day um not bad Uh, just
3: you know getting through work and all of that and then, uh, you know, really happy about, uh, Friday night and getting to go to
2: movies. Naga nooch. So, oh yeah, that too. That was fun. Yes it was. Yeah, I
3: mean, that, that was definitely fun. Um, definitely missed having Jen there mm-hmm. to do, like, actual epic Jay and Silent Bob cosplay as we were going. But I can't complain. I had a hell of a lot of fun. Um, it was definitely interesting, and I kind of wish that it wasn't just you know a week and a half. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I also kind of wish that because it was we did end up going the last day that Kevin Smith would have been there again. But I've already met the man, so I can't complain too damn much. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, and uh, just getting to hang out this weekend and. Chatting with some friends and all of that. Uh, That's basically it.
1: Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, It's been pretty
0: quiet. I've really just been working on trying to better my setup. Um, I tried to stream the other day. Unfortunately, my computer is just a little fuzzy. And did not want to have my game as well as my uh streaming on unfortunately i have my rigs are older Mm -hmm. as many of you will know i tend to inherit unloved machinery uh, my little robots my little uh tiny beans and unfortunately they do not handle a lot of processing power well so that stream was kind of a putz um so I am working on that and trying to update. So I actually have a computer that I can play games on and hey, buns, what's up um, and uh, basically been working on patterns and stuff like that with some computer aided software and doing more fashion designing stuff as mm-hmm. well as. Trying to write scripts for upcoming streams and trying to be more organized of a human being, it's just, you know, it's been quiet, but it's been, like, the kind of work you feel like you're not getting anything done, even though you're doing a ton of, like, mental work and fidgeting with stuff, and technology is very frustrating, so it's been super fun.
1: I I hear you, and I keep thinking how you talking about your technology. I keep picturing you as, as Entrapta from She Shira and the Princesses of Power, which I think is a character you would probably enjoy.
0: I yeah, I've been compared to her quite a bit. Um, I do actually enjoy her. Um, I feel like her naivety is a tool that she uses rather than true naivety. I think she's just too smart for her own good, which yeah. I definitely uh. Reflect and see myself too much in it. It's too real. It is one of those memes that uh, that I definitely would vote um, off Facebook because I'm in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I do like her. Entrapta is very cute. Yeah,
1: and I'll say one thing about Entrapta is that you know, yeah, she may be naive, but she knows it. She she's actually admitted she knows that she is, and it helps her to find the best in people. So you know, and if you and if you watch the entire series. You'll kind of, you'll see something that she does, which kind of surprised me, but yet at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked by it either. So, you know, but, um, anywho, my weekend day was basically the same as Mako John's and Ari's, you know, we hung out, we went to the movies pop-up shop and it was fun. Um, and that's basically it. We hung out with uh, with, uh, with Michelle briefly and that was also fun. And I actually got a chance to order some stuff for my uh, desktop. Um, and I'll talk about that in our next segment. So I'm slowly getting a step closer to really kind of pimping out my, my rig over here, uh, which I changed from calling Fallen Angel to Daitenshi, which basically is the same thing, but in Japanese and a shorter word. I just gotta get around to updating it in the system. So whatever. Um, other than having to find my package of stuff today open by one of the kids upstairs, it's been a quiet week for the most part. And that was an interesting story within itself, which I will, I may do during Geek Roundtable. Anywho, enough about that. Uh, housekeeping. Um... We're still here. Uh, we, we're not going on vacation until December. We usually take two or three weeks off. Uh, there'll be some episodes up so you can kind of watch and reruns. So have, enjoy that. Uh, let's see what else do we have here? Um, as you can see, uh, the logo has been up for, for the Twitch stream and our website, and everything else. I think I updated on the Twitter and all of that. It's a new our new logo. It's the same logo as before, but I just adjusted the colors so it pops a little bit better. I hope you like that. And also, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll be having a show on Friday nights with me and Under the Pale. Uh, it's just us, just, just 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 chatting, just talking about stuff. We're gonna try to keep like the political and all that stuff to a dull hum to the most part so you know as of right now this we're calling it shooting the shit under the pale and ranma if we come up with a better title i'll let you know but that's the running title we got right now and i am hoping to have that up and going in the next two weeks or so and when we do come by hang out and have a good time (laughs) you'll get to meet the person who who was basically the catalyst for who i am now and again i apologize (laughs) Alright, uh, next part of programming tonight is Geek Roundtable. It's similar to How's Your Week, How's Your Day, but we kind of talk more about some of the geeky aspects in our life. You know, kind of give us a little bit more time to talk about cool stuff and kind of share off a couple of things. So, Ari, what's up for you for Geek Roundtable?
2: Uh, well, a uh, a game that I backed on Kickstarter came in the mail recently mm-hmm. called Corporate Coffin. it's a game about, you know, getting through the... Uh, life of a corporate drone i have yet to open it though no, maybe i'll do a proper unboxing of it but uh cool among other things you got this nice little placard of uh, all the backers and right up there you can see where i uh, put my name on it nice
1: nice that's pretty awesome
2: it does look fun it's only like one to four players and it's not like some of the more elaborate and complex you know board games that have come out like since you know, Catan, Carcassonne Mm -hmm. and all in the beginning of the millennium, but I'm still looking forward to playing it. I still want to play Book It as well, but that's another story.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Mako-chan, what you got for our uh, Geek
3: Roundtable? So, I would have put up my shirt for movies, um, but I wanted to... Go ahead and go with uh Carmen San Diego. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, diamond version, so she's basically completely glitter. Um, but I wanted to do this because they did uh recently announce that season three of Carmen San Diego on Netflix was going to be dropping. Um so I'm a fan of that series. I know that not everybody has a love for it, but um, so I wanted to show off my Carmen um and you know have happy time get ready for it got you got
1: you you go what you got for uh geek round want me to uh flip up that image for you
0: yeah that'd be awesome all right and um, here we go i was attending virtual dragon con and i realized that they had some really cool merch um, for those who also attended the virtual event or enjoy Dragon Con as an event itself, um, I saw that they were selling some really cool embroidered badges, and I definitely like the vaporwave aesthetic. is my is my shit, so um, mm-hmm. I definitely purchased them. They were limited edition, and they took a little while. So I have an, an imagination. I haven't. I think that they probably did it as a pre-order. Um, I don't know how many they were limited to, but my plan is to buy a really nicely washed, bleached denim Mm -hmm. jacket and do a painting um, for DragonCon 2020 um, with kind of the backdrop of, like, all the culture that's going on right now. So I I like to do these painted jackets on occasion when there are moments of memories for me. Um, And I've done them before. Uh, I did a... Uh, creamy Mammy uh, punk costume that has a purple denim vest that I dyed and did a bunch of modification to yeah. um, that I've worn around Oticon a few times. So I like to do that kind of rough and tumble punk aesthetic thing. Um, and I'm very excited for these badges because the colors are just so bright and lovely and the quality is very very nice.
1: Mm, they do look really nice. I like the whole I like the whole back to Dragon Con patch cuz I don't know if if y'all remember this, but you re, but if you remember growing up in the 80s and the 90s um, before they would do the whole the brand new Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that um they would have like a 30-minute, like a sometimes if you're lucky, 60-minute preview show of the upcoming cartoons and stuff like that. And NBC had um, Back to Saturday Morning with Keisha and Pulliam, and that came right to mind when I saw that patch. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, they um, kind of went for the Back to the Future aesthetic, and... I feel like because the vaporwave thing is really popular right now, I love the colors that they chose for it. So I'm hoping that like a bleach denim and I can kind of get that back to the future moment. I was thinking about maybe a puffy jacket, like redoing a puffy jacket vest, but like it might be a little too much, Mm -hmm. but I think a wash denim will look really nice.
1: Gotcha. Oh, and I I had it somewhere, but I remember, you know, I found a massive nineties hits playlist on you on YouTube it, it was like over 400 uh, videos, and I, was, and I remember I was listening to it at work for almost a week. If I find it, I'm going to have to send that link over to you, Gino.
0: I mean, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that's something I've been listening to all week. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has been like Savage Garden, yes. Offspring, yes. Third Eye Blind, and yes. uh, Vogue, Alanis mm-hmm. Morissette. Yep. Like, just you know, Bare Naked Ladies, all those mm-hmm. lovely, lovely hits um, from the time. And I, I don't know. I just, I was feeling like that, for, I guess I was feeling for a, a time when things were a little bit less mentally uh,
1: yes.
0: explosive.
1: Exactly, so but but, uh, let, but let's be real, it probably was just as yeah. bad, but given that we were younger, we didn't know that we're adults, we're like, now we understand what our parents were going through, you know? We yeah, understand.
0: exactly, and I mean, like, a lot of these songs are from my childhood, I mean, like, I'm sure all of you growing up, you had those power ballads at the gym, mm-hmm. I know Linkin Park was probably a bit on big one on everybody's playlist, but, uh, you know, it's just those nostalgic tunes that yes. you get into, and... It's been a nice change from the uh, really crazy, happy, hardcore or pop hardcore
1: techno that I listen to. All right. And to, uh, to answer what Theo x 70 I said about something being loud. Um, as you all know, we do this show live every Tuesday from our homes and the Brooklyn studio is a basement. So there is a family that lives above. And sometimes it gets kind of loud. Sometimes you can hear like the thumping and this and that. And to be perfectly honest, I can't do anything about that. I believe somebody dropped something out a window. And that was that loud sound of it falling outside my window and hitting the floor. Now, right here where I am pointing. Yes, you. Pointing right here. There is a window right behind. Which I keep open so I can get a decent airflow in. I may have to... Close that window for future tr- for future episodes, you know. But as it gets colder, that window gets closed. And
2: the hell was that?
1: I, I I think a notebook or something just fell right in front of my window. You're getting live That's feed from
0: the Anime Jam Session Studios of play by play of things being dropped from a window.
1: <laughs> if it, it sounds like one of the kids went. This homework, I, I think so, but um, I, I, um the UX if I says someone is sneaking out the window. Yeah, okay, <laughs> not with the parents still there. Um, give me one second, I am going to close this window, okay?
0: As one might say, <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> to the ground.
1: Well. You probably heard something else fall too, because the door is also open, so I can get a decent air in here. So let's just hope and pray that I don't get too too hot in here. So, anywho, so I am as for my geek roundtable, I'm still watching uh, No Game No Life. I I and um, I'm like two episodes from the end. Also over the weekend, um, me and Maka, mostly me, we watched Kim's Convenience. I I end up watching the rest of the entire uh, four seasons at, on Netflix, which is a really good show. I highly recommend you all to check it out. Uh, yeah, it
3: was it was funny. I, I, I'm not really usually into slice-of-life comedies like yes. that,
1: but it was hilarious. Yes. If there was ever an epitome of a comedy that's like pure slice-of-life, this would be it, you know? And I would say if you grew up kind of a minority or something like that, there are things in this in this show you would definitely relate to, just like that. So, I did mention earlier that I'm still working on on um, pimping out my rig, and one of the things I told y'all about a couple, some about some time back that I got some new cable extension cabling, color cabling to kind of put inside my machine to kind of make things look better, which is colors of black and white. Um, as I was doing that, I was. We're rousing around on Facebook, no, on Amazon, and I found colored thumb screws. And since I'm going with the colors of black, white, blue, purple, you know, going with the aspects of, you know, uh, Yohane's colors when she is Yohane instead of Yoshiko, I got my hands on some colored thumb screws. So if I can open this one up. This one... They came in already? Yeah. I ordered them I yeah, I ordered them on Sunday and and I got them um they came today. You got to understand. I got I have Amazon Prime. I will use that to the best of my abilities whenever possible. If I have to spend an extra dollar on the product knowing that I'm going to get it in 3 days as opposed to spending extra money to get it in the same amount of time, I will do that. So
3: well, I think I'm just more jealous because anytime I order crap online, even mm. if it delivers in a day, mm-hmm. um, if it delivers USPS, yeah. my mailbox is a two inch by like eight inch square box. Right. Um, so it doesn't really fit anything. Mm. So I have to wait until the following day to be able to go and pick it up at the post office.
1: Ooh. That's you would.
3: My my overnights and my, you know, one day deliveries turn into two to three day
1: deliveries. You you would think that where you live, if it can't go into the mailbox, there is a central office to drop packages off and you swing by and pick them up or something like that, you know? Well, when they're
3: actually in the office, um, you can tell them to go and leave the stuff there. Mm -hmm. But the office is only open from nine to five and with the way that i work i would never be able to go pick it up
1: true but at least you would ha- you wouldn't have to detour to the post office though
3: but i would if i can't pick up the package from the office no no well
1: yeah mm. yeah i see yeah i see yeah but um yeah i i feel for you so, here are, here are the blue ones. They're nice and colored. And here are the purple ones, which is, I'm surprised, it came in a little collapsible case like this. I'm really surprised by it. And the pattern on these are the same across the board. Because, you know, let's be real. When you're buying stuff like this off of Amazon, it's going to be by different manufa- different. "Quote unquote manufacturers, but it's all basically one. So I'm using four and four for the insides of my computer for 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 the PCI brackets, and I'm going to probably use two of each on the back for where the um, power supply is. So that's going to be fun. I wanted to I get. I kind of want green for mine now. They were like eight bucks.
3: Is how I can actually see the back of my computer because my computer is sideways.
1: Yeah, they're eight bucks, and you can actually do that yourself. I know that. But um, that's easy crap. And, and I I may get some more screws too because they have the long black ones because you can't see it. But in the back of my case is a I have an RGB I have a fan back there. Now I never use the the screws when you buy when you buy computer fans, uh, case fans. Never use those. Never use those screws because when you put it in, it it grooves, it makes grooves into the fans, and sometimes it can cause a problem. Simple thing to do is get half inch machine screws, type six, and the and a, and a washer and a nut for it. That's it slide it through, screw it in, done. That way, if you happen to decide you want to sell the fan or something like that, it's the inside grooves are in pristine condition and you can just sell it. So they have long thumb screws like that, but I didn't buy them because the pattern on the thumb screws are different and I kind of want it all to be kind of nice and neat on the same. So that may happen sometime later down the line if and when I can actually find find them in that style. So, I'm probably going to do this part tonight because it's going to take me some time to do. So, anywho. Um, One more thing real quick and then we'll get into the hot take. Now, as you all know, like a while back, I had a really bad PC crash and I lost basically everything. So, I've been spending time slowly meticulating my music collection. Cause I my music collection probably was like maybe two to three terabytes by itself, so I'm slowly rebuilding the collection and trying to get everything in FLAC or 320 kbps. Cause I like my music in good quality, high quality. So, dur- and during this recovery, I stumbled across a um a ser- an, a series of music called J Anasan Kemi Kyoku. And it's like this like seven albums, I believe, in the series, and I only have six of them. So I threw them on, on my computer. You know, I mean on my phone, and I'm listening to them listening to it on, on the way in uh, last night. And this is the first time in a long time I found myself actually rocking and grooving to the music. the the, the collection of music here was um it's, it's just basically original and remake tracks of anime music from like the late 80s going into the 2000s and this is the cover, bo- cover album to it and it's really up and i'm sitting there listening i'm just like wait what is this w- why do i hear this why does this all sound so familiar to me and i'm just like i know this track i know this track you know i mean i'm hearing remixes of ranma one half Tenshi Muyo, Sakura Wars, City Hunter, Roroni Kenshin, it's, it's just uh, Final Fantasy Unlimited. It's it's just really good stuff. I mean, Slayers is on here. I'm just like I can't remember the last time I actually had a real good time listening to music like that. So and and uh, Digimon is on here, so if you come across it, it's it's let's see. I actually re I actually renamed the file or something like that because I was trying to track it down and translate the t- the track titles, but I'm gonna have to do that by hand, and that usually sucks. So if you ever come across, it's called J Anison Shinkyoku Matsuri Regendo by DJ Kazu. If you ever come across that, which I, it's probably far and few, get your hands on it, listen to it, you will not be disappointed. The only disappointing part for me is finding like the seventh track, and I have everything complete, so it is what it is. All right. So next up on tonight's program is hot take. And normally my hot takes is me actually saying stuff that's kind of that's been grinding my gears more or less, and we I, and we all go in for the kill. This one is slightly different. Now, I want to talk about uh, Crunchyroll Expo's Masquerade. Up until that point, when we were discussing virtual conventions as a whole, the one thing I kept saying is that they need to do something great with the Masquerade. Have people do some type of skit Submit the video and, and just and just play it for everybody. Something like that. Most conventions, all they're doing was basically just, you know, you do your cosplay, you submit a couple of photos of it, and, th- and that's it. You know, and, and basically the judges will come on to the stream or whatever and say who won or they'll post on the website. That's basically what I've seen done. But Crunchyroll didn't do that they actually had uh, two two hosts, uh, Vampy Bit Me and Mario Bueno, a friend of the show, virtually hosting this masquerade. They had all the contestants hanging out on Zoom, talking to each other, and it was great. Basically, what they would do is introduce the cosplayer. Uh, um, they would have the cosplayer's video come on. They would talk about their cosplay for about, I'd say, 30 seconds, give or take. And then they would go right into the skit they were doing or the video footage of their cosplay and so forth and on the screen you could see like their socials if you wanted to connect with them and and this is something I've been saying that cons need to do and Crunchyroll did it and uppity as it may seem they set the bar for virtual conventions and I expect other conventions to follow suit and do something similar you, you want, you want to get the, you want, you want to, you, your virtual conventions, you've got people coming in for your guests and your panels. You want to get those cosplayers to come hang out. You, you need to have yourself a nice, epically masquerade of sorts like that. Crunchyroll did it. It's not hard to do. Other cons, hop on it. We I want to see that. Let, let, let's roll with that, please, you know. You have something like that, I will sit down for two, two, two and a half hours and watch all of this. Even though, like, three of my friends that are in the masquerade, and two of them won, congrats to them. If more conventions are doing that, I am all for it. I will sit there and watch and just commun- communicate with everybody else in regards to it, so that's really uh my my take and i really feel that crunchyroll set the bar for virtual for virtual masquerades i'd love to see more i'd love to see what more they can do with that so plus you it didn't help plus you had uh jez roth you know who runs the school of cosplay out of vegas he was running the virtual green room dressed as elvis that was that 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 was the tops right there that was tops right there (laughs) i remember him talking about making on the, the Lemay jumpsuit too i was like that that was just that was just perfect that was just too perfect all right so enough enough about that let's get down to the news at hand because we got a lot of stuff to cover for the most part and i think we can get through all of it so we're gonna go ahead and kick things off with mako Chan talking about one of her favorite fandoms fruit Basket. It is,
3: and I have not watched the reboot yet. No. Um, I'm actually waiting for all three seasons to be out, and I know this is like driving You're me crazy. you to marathon the whole thing? Yes. As soon as all three seasons are out completely, I'm going to sit down one weekend and do nothing but marathon this. Um, I've been waiting for this series to do a more true to manga rendition Mm -hmm. um, since we didn't get that with the original anime. Um, But they did announce at the end of uh, season two, which uh, just kind of ended um, that they will be doing a third and final season. And it's set to air in 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was announced with a bunch of illustrations that were actually penned by the original author uh, Takaka Takaya Takaya. Not Suki, um, and was released on the official website. Uh, basically, each one was uploaded um, to the personal Twitter after every episode of the season two, which ended recently with its twenty fifth episode. Mm. Um, I absolutely adore this series. it's It's based on, you know, a lot of uh, old zodiac myths. Um, so it's it's educational. Um, but also really cool for those that are into the whole mythology and Zodiac and all of that. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm really excited. I, I really can't wait to finally sit down and start watching this. Um, they had started to introduce uh, some of my favorite characters in the original uh, anime before, you know, they stopped making that. So I'm really excited to see uh, the rest of the Zodiac um you know, come to life and mm-hmm. the whole reveal of everything in the end. I'm just, I'm so excited.
1: And hey, you just can't hide it. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of hoping that, I don't know how long uh, Fruits Basket's been running for, but I'm hoping that, between all three seasons they cover basically the the entire gamut of the manga or at least well um, most of
3: the three seasons are going to uh, take basically the original manga mm-hmm. um there have been spin-off series dealing with other characters mm-hmm. uh so um what this um three season anime is it's going to be just the original Uh, block of manga which is you know the original storyline
1: no problem no because my thing is because i remember when they were when they announced the um oh my goddess tv series so i'm thinking well and they're saying it's gonna be based off the manga i'm thinking this is gonna be like another continuation like in the aspect of we're going to have another anime series running as long as Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon or One Piece or Detective Conan, but instead, it's done after 2 seasons. And I'm just like, "Wow." I mean, there's plenty of stuff, but, you know. That th- that's my I guess, thing.
2: I guess there's not I guess not everything has to be a uh, years-long uh, anime. I guess
1: I, I I suppose you know, but it was just something I you know I w- I thought would happen you know
2: because we we're saying digest so many series that have that have triple digit episodes or higher.
1: I mean I mean look I mean not for like look at uh JoJo I mean at least with that they're taking their time and now fans are chomping at the bits that they're going to announce part six any day now I'm just like if we see a part six it's not going to be till late 2021, 2022 tops so you know. But, you know, there's a story for another like the time. People. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um Ichigo, what's going on with Demon Slayer? So, Demon Slayer, all right.
0: Um, moving on from a one lovely anime to another. Demon Slayer is swapping out their normal core outfits for Kabuki gear in a limited time edition. Mm -hmm. And the show will be played in historic Minami-za theater in Kyoto. Uh, To match the traditional Japanese aesthetic of the hit manga and anime series, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is dressing up in kabuki makeup and clothes to put on a traditional kabuki exhibition in the heart of historic Kyoto. Visual drawn by Ufot... The... Sorry, UFO table of the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba crew, dressed up as heroes from the Japanese folklore, have been unveiled alongside a key visual featuring Tanjiro, all dressed up. And I'm going to share this in the chat for you guys. Okay. I think it looks really, really cool. Um... The performance will feature Tanjiro dressed as Sakata no Kintoki, Nezuko dressed as Minamoto no Yorimitsu, Zenitsu dressed as Yurabe no Suitake and Inosuke is dressed up as Taira no Taramichi, and Tamioka is dressed as Wantanabe no Suna. Visuals of the other Hashira in Kabuki costumes have also been produced, but not yet released. The Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Kabuki exhibition is scheduled to begin in the historic Minamiza Theater in Kyoto on November 6th and run until November 26th with four shows a day on weekdays and nine shows a day on Friday and weekends. Each ticket will have a limited edition coaster featuring one of the 18 visuals on them with the highest tier plan also granting visitors some collaboration Yatsuhashi or Japanese suite to eat while watching the show. Who's your favorite redesigned character, Chat. Uh, they ask for it in the comments below their article, but you can also let us know in our chat here at Anime Jam Session Twitch slash Anime Jam Session.
2: Yeah, and as you Pretty can sweet see, outfits.
1: yeah, and as you can see, I did post sample photos, you know, images of, of what Ichigo just described in. And I hope, on a side note, I hope I don't have to get up and close my window because it just started pouring down, raining just like that. And uh, Theo XNF says, I don't know this anime, bro. Check it out. It's I think it's like 26 episodes. It's it's very good. Basically, a uh, Tanjiro is off to fight these demons to save his sister Nezuko, and he figures out the one person that turned her into a demon. And what I and I cannot remember his name, but he looks like Michael Jackson from the Smooth Criminal AM, uh, music video. So. <laughs> and yes, if you go if you go on YouTube, there are Demon Slayer, uh, Smooth Criminal AMVs floating around. Some of them are quite good too. Yeah, close that. Close that. There you go. So that's going to be fun. And Gina Brick1 says, I've never watched it. Check it out. I believe it's on Crunchyroll, so definitely check it out. I think you're going to enjoy it. Just fair warning, it's a little violent. It's a little violent. And no, Theo, most of them are the original Michael Jackson songs, not the Alien Ant Farm cover. Anywho, um, kicking things over to Ari. I think this is kind of your fan, Not fandom, but something you could probably relate to.
2: A little of both, yes. really.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, let me bring it back up here. Get the get my uh all funk goes on remixes uh, playlist going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sega will produce the adaptation of a Yakuza live-action Hollywood film. Uh, They'll come to life in a in a live-action pop adaptation of a popular Yakuza video game series from Sega. Variety reported today that the video game giant was producing a film based on the second most popular franchise after Sonic the Hedgehog, with Eric Barmack's Wild Sheep Content, and 1212 Entertainment. Barmack, who was previously the head of the international organization originals at Netflix, will be producing the film with Robert Grand and Joshua Long. Uh, for fans excited to see the Yakuza games on a big screen, hold your go-karts because the producers are currently looking for a script writer to... Adapt the video games for a more streamlined medium, meaning a film is likely pretty far off from production. So watching a live action Cosmo going around saving dogs and beating up other yakuza would be a lot of fun. <laughs> and at least a little open ended question about what you would like to see. I I doubt it'll be possible, but the face that uh that Majima makes when he comes across that one uh, little room when it has all these grown-ass men dressed up and acting like little babies mm-hmm. that's a face of like oh my god I am actually going to have to fight all these grown-ass men in diapers <laughs> oh like I am 893% done with this planet <laughs>
1: And I'm looking at this one screenshot. He looks like a very angry Matt Hardy.
2: How delightful. <laughs> God. Okay. Was it Kiria or was it, Ma- it, it Majima who was. Like, why the hell do I get these up? Uh, it, it was Kiria who was uh, in, in that scene in you know, I, I, yeah. song. I actually had that facial expression saved as a rotating desktop mm-hmm. but uh I'll have to share it on Dropbox or something gotcha. so you can know what I'm looking at
1: okay and it also sounds like the upstairs kids are finally upstairs in bed so I don't think I have to deal with any more falling books or anything out the window but once the rain stops I'm going to go outside and, f- and figure out what the hell was tossed from the window All right, so moving right along, we're going to get into my fandom, uh, Love Live Sunshine. Um, I actually showed this to one of our staffers, and then when I told her how popular the video was, it, it kind of blew her mind. So on, official, on the official uh, Love Live uh, YouTube pa- uh, channel, they've been releasing music videos for Um It's from the, let's see, the Love Live Akwars solo project, I believe, because I ha- I got them sitting here on my, on my computer. I'm just trying to get the actual name of the album so I can be some some kind of correct here. Let's see uh, other is this it? Nope, oh, that's not it. Is this it? Yeah, it's basically the first solo concert albums. And one of the videos that they put up for Ruby Kurosawa is the song called Cotton Candy E I E I O which is off of the album of hers, Red Gem Wink. This video is only available on YouTube. It's not part of the sing the album CD that you get. Now, the video itself is kind of cracked out as a whole, but it's gotten like over 500,000 views as opposed to the other videos, which are like floating around the 200,000 mark, give or take. It, 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 it's it's kind of cracked out. Um, what I'm going to see if I can get the video if I can get it to play god, god forbid <laughs> right. Let's, let's just delete all of that paste that Well that kind of blows oh, I gotta deal with the commercial here, but you know Let's see if I can kind of get past the commercial. Let's see.
2: Let me guess. It popped up in the ad as soon as you opened it.
1: Yeah, because remember, I'm using the internal browser for Streamlabs, and there's no there's no ad blocker or anything like that. But, you know. All right, I, I got it now. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to turn this on. and Get y'all get get, 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 get a little crack at this. to a million views. Yes. Uh, Sandra Sandaverie says, catchy but um those graphics. Yeah, I, I honestly believe they just like, you know what? Go nuts. Go absolutely nuts on the video. Do whatever you want to do. And that's basically what they did. And he says, still more sensible than nice weather for ducks. And you're not wrong about It feels like what am I watching? Um, a music video for one of the characters from Love, Life, Sunshine. It's an interesting fandom. I would tell you tread lightly with with said fandom. That's that's all you need to know. Just tread lightly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Ah, back to Mako. Your fandom. Yeah, so um,
3: it was announced uh, this past Wednesday that, um, like, where you're going to be able to watch uh, Yashihime, which obviously is the Inuyasha spinoff mm-hmm. or, you know, quote-unquote sequel. Um, so the subtitle version is going to be premiering on October 3rd with the dub version, quote-unquote, shortly after that. So, Viz announced that it's going to be streaming the um, series on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu starting October 3rd. Mm -hmm. That is the same day as the Japanese premiere. So, the simulcast will be available in North and Latin America territories with English subtitles, and the dub will follow shortly after. So, um... I'm kind of excited just because it's going to be on so many platforms. It means that nobody really needs to go and, you know, illegally download it anywhere. Um, so Viz has the digital streaming um, video and home video for the uh, anime in North America and Latin America. And I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of excited just to see where they're going with it. it it's... You know basically a complete fan collaboration um, to you know bring in bring this back and from everything I've seen they do show some of the characters that had been in the original series mm-hmm. uh, obviously older um, they don't show all of them so I don't know where they're going with that if you know, they're all going to just make appearances or just disappear. But, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Even if it is just a fan kind of series, the hype has gotten me hyped for it.
1: I'm just sitting here like, you know, you know, once they figure out, who Sasha Maru got intimate with? That's when the ratings are going to just drop. Because at that point, like, what well, we already know, that's it. We're done.
2: I mean, they're, that they're, is they're true. They're going to save that for like the absolute end of the series.
1: I, I doubt
3: that, Mm-mm. but I, I have a feeling once everybody finds out exactly who uh, the baby mama is, hmm. that there would like that'll be the end of it for some people. Yeah, basically. But you know, I'm I'm not at all happy to know where. You know, I I, re- I as much as I don't want it to be Rin, we all know it's Rin. Mm. I really
1: don't want it to be Rin, though. I'm gonna tell you this now: <laughs> if it's not Rin, that's gonna be the shot heard all around the world. The entire fandom is going to stop. And call bullshit. I'm... Well
3: the fact that it is a fan thing, they don't have to follow the musicals, which that's where, you know, that kind of side crap is where the whole Sashomaru Ren thing came in. Mm. Um I I don't want it to be just because well while it is culturally, you know, where it would go. Yes. I don't want it to be seen that way just because I don't want to hear bitching. And if that's the case and Rin is the baby mama, there's going to be nothing but bitching.
1: Yeah, because remember, um, on our other podcast, uh, The Crystal Chronicles, uh, we did discuss similar bullshit with Mamoru and Usagi, because you could tell people that are new to the Sailor Moon fandom that have never read the manga before.
2: I wonder how their heads would explode if they found out that, uh, about what happened to Haruka and Michiru and the Deke dub.
1: Some of them have called called BS, but they don't understand the reasoning why, and and they care not to. So, it is what it is. But I will say, if it wasn't for that, then we probably wouldn't have what we got now.
2: So a meme that the fandom is still dunking on 20-some-odd years later.
1: Basically. Yeah, I mean, every fandom has that. All right. Next up, oh, this has been a hot topic debate all day. I've had to explain some of this to some people about what's going on with this and why they're going ahead. So at this point, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the headphones off. I'm turning over the show to Ichigo so she can talk about L.A. Comic Con. It, it, it's been really awesome. See you later. So,
0: um, if many of you haven't been keeping in with the loop with uh, conventions, events, nerddom at its finest and its not so finest. Um, So, what we're finding is that Los Angeles Comic Con is going on. Um, However, the the, the state, sorry, not the city. It'd be a very big city. Um, The state of California still does not allow events However, Los Angeles City Comic Con had stated and has rescheduled themselves from September being a September event to a December event. Their tickets go on sale, if I'm not confused, uh, two days from now, three days from now. Um, So they are still moving forward with their plan for an Mm in-person event in December, making it one of the first Southern California events and festivals or conventions to attempt to do this since the pandemic shut down things in March. The convention had previously announced new dates of December 11th through 13th and in place of its usual October ones. Oh, I thought it was on other articles that said it was a September event, but I guess it's an October one. Uh, but given the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, it was unclear whether it would actually happen. Like San Diego Comic-Con and <gasps> Coachella. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and many, many other large events. It would skip this year entirely now la comic-con leaders say they have plans in place for a safe event at los angeles city convention center uh, and tickets are going on sale on the 29th so today actually over the past six months we've been struggling with a very important question should we even attempt to have la comic-con in 2020 wrote chris de the general manager of los angeles comic-con since march we've been living through some version of lockdown or safer at home world, trying hard to stay safe, hoping and praying for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, friends, neighbors, and all of our fellow human beings, he continued. We're wearing masks, keeping socially distant, and remaining thankful for frontline workers, hospital personnel, and everyone working hard to make a difference. And yet, we all yearn for a little bit of normality, or to reclaim some aspect of our lives Mm pre-COVID. The plan announced on Sunday came after conversations with fans and consultations with the state, county, and city officials, he said. It includes the fact that they've taken over the whole... Uh, convention center the entire convention center rather than what they've previously rented giving nearly 1.2 million square feet about twice as much space as ever before Um, they are planning to spread out major activities I've read in multiple places that they're planning to limit it daily to uh, 12,000 ticks on the turnstile uh, meaning only 12,000 bodies within that space um, capped and then a split schedule which each day will be divided into two five-hour sessions with deep cleaning before between and after um and then of course for those who would rather stay at home which (laughs) i still think (laughs) is a good idea um they'll have streaming now i get it like i understand Mm -hmm. that some people want to go out and enjoy these big events i still think it's too soon now i know other people can disagree with me or if you event. That's fine. Just be very aware of your fellow fans. Be very aware of if you cough, go wash your hands or carry sanitizer with you. Um, take care of yourself. If you feel sick, don't go, stay home, go to the doctor. You know, there are alternatives. Um, of course, you know, it's your life so you can make those decisions for yourselves, but at the same time, um, practice common sense. And, also, don't be a dick. Be nice to your people that are also going to be going. Yep. Wear your mask, wash your hands, all that fun stuff. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, uh, that's and, not
2: gonna stop people from being dicks to one another. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. I can. I can dream. A girl can dream. You girl can dream. Yeah. You know. And to go back to what you just said. It. You go. I mean, if people are wanting to go to the con. Let them go. Because we're getting, believe it or not, we're getting to the point where cosplayers are like, if I don't cosplay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something. I don't mean to say this as a joke. I'm actually seeing this on, on Twitter, and I've had friends tell me this. You got cosplayers out there going, well, if I can't cosplay, I might as well just kill myself. It is getting to that. I mean, for some people, going to conventions is like, Fresh air to them, the meat, to be able to be a different person for three days, to meet friends, amazing people, get their photos. The thing is, like the four of us, if we can't cosplay, I can tell you exactly what's basically going to happen. Me, I'm going to go over there and jump on the PlayStation or my Xbox and watch anime and play video games. Ari is going to do the same thing and, and, and go to work. Wako is going to do the same thing. Ichigo is going to do the same thing. Well, less gaming, but more a, a working on... A
0: but probably yeah. just, among just, yes. just Among Us. Yes. Just Among Us, honestly. Yes. And uh, talking about that, if you haven't yet, vote. Among Us has taught us many things, but the one most important thing is go vote. Anyway. Ichigo. Um, yeah, I, uh, going on with that, if you feel that, if you feel for some reason that you are overwhelmed because we all are this world is literally on fire Mm -hmm. right now. Um please go seek therapy. Go seek help. There are multiple hotlines. There are multiple places that you can find these places to help you. A convention should not be your alternative. Mm -hmm. Your anime friends should not be your alternative. If you need professional help, if you feel worried that you are going to hurt yourself or someone else, call the hotlines that's why they're there you can find someone to speak with you can find someone to help you through it but a convention is not that a convention is not therapy cosplay should not replace that for you yes it can be a coping mechanism and a very healthy one it can help you with life management skills and time management and budgeting but it should not be an alternative
1: to therapy yes and i Itchy you well, was gonna say you were sounding a little sus about that but never mind you good oh 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 i know i'm always sus but
0: i
2: always go down
1: killer first round y'all you
2: should be uh, me play with yeah, you i'm
1: very good yeah, yeah but that's basically what it's coming down to and you know and, and i get it i do like the fact that the con is not gonna be no massive 12 hour thing it's a five hour session that's great the fact that they're take out the entire convention center and sequestering everything off. That's also a good thing. And the main thing is, people are asking, why are these cons still happening? And the answer is, time and time again, they are unable to force majeure. Now, there is an example. Look at MAGFest. They said, no, we're, we're going to cancel right now and have a fundraiser. And they did great. And here's the thing. Not every convention is going to be able to cancel next year's upcoming event and have a successful fundraiser. That's going to be really hard to do. Also, if the cons are unable to force majeure and they pay out of pocket with all of these fees, it could bankrupt the con as a whole and you will probably will not see that con ever again. It has been told to me that supposedly the, the company that runs LA Comic Con has more than enough money sitting in the coffers that they were able to cancel. Well, let's just say for the sake of it, they have the, if they cancel, they can pay the fees. We don't know how much money they have left. They may, they may not be able to put on another show, or if they do, it'll be a much more, more scaled back version of what they normally do. So my thing is this, as long as the event follows a PPE protocol, which is personal protective equipment protocol. They follow state, county, and city uh, ordinances about COVID nineteen and everything else. And as long as the staff is enforcing it, because you know, I'm in Target today and I seen like four people sitting on there with the nose out as if they forgot to unzip they they forgot to zip up their pants.
2: You oh, know, wonderful people do dick nosing.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, and four of them, and like the mother is fully, I'm like, do you not see what your mother's, whatever. This is a prime example of let people have things. As long as they're following proper protocol and being very responsible, then go to that con. If that con is saying, well, if you go, we're not responsible if you get sick and die, those cons you want to avoid. That's well, a, Rama, that's what's waiting to happen.
0: That's literally going to be every convention from now on. They're going to have something in their membership. They are, and mm. that's just it, guys. That, well, that's another well, well, well,
1: well, I well, say. Well, when that happens, that that that's when we play. That's when we start calling the bluff and see if we're going to start going to these conventions. Because I honestly feel if they're putting it in there that if I attend and you're not responsible or yada, yada yeah, I'm probably not going to go. Okay, no, I'm gonna 100% guarantee you that,
3: like force majeure. Going to start putting that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's already, it's already in their insurance. It's mm. already like act of God, plague, whatever mm. it is. It's already like it has been the talk of the town in so many groups that, that wow. are dealing with this. That it it's like how are you gonna put it in legally? How are you gonna put it into your membership? And it has been something that is enacted already, Ranma. If you're planning to go to a convention thinking that they haven't covered their butts, guys, I'm sorry. But this here's the thing. Here, but here's you. the thing.
1: But here's the thing. They're not. I bet you if it's already in play, conventions aren't talking about. It. They're just sitting on it, just hoping and praying that nobody gets sick. And let's say somebody gets sick and something happens. And then it comes out. It's That's gonna be some drama right there because people are gonna be screaming, well, why didn't you let people know in the first place? Well, if we let you know in the first place, you wouldn't have gone. It's just gonna be a bucket of shit, you know?
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there have already been events that have been hold, held, like the Comic-Con that was in Florida mm-hmm. or the other one in Texas or the mm-hmm. other ones that have been around that have already had it in their membership thing. It, a lot of it well, is here's the thing. it's this not what even we have if to, they di- told you. It's the- not even if they told you, Ranma. And here's why. Okay. Who in chat, who in chat, That you, you guys, I am not, no judging or anybody, who has read the exact contract for your membership of your badge? This can be found either on the back of the badge or the website for every, every single event you've gone to. Who can say that? I do, I do, just because I am weird and I like to read stuff. But who has
1: in chat?
2: Well, you see the same uh, kind of language. It's it's like it's like it's the terms. It's it's badges, like it's like the uh, terms
1: of a. It's like it's like the terms of service when you install a software or when you buy something. You don't. Yep. You just go right into <laughs> it because it's all the, the, all the same. But when in actuality, it's not. Side note. No. When you buy a video game or something like that, that terms of agreement means. You don't own that game. You own a license to that game. So if they block you from playing that game. There's nothing you can do about it.
0: And that, and that's another thing is that like you can say and be hopeful because we do, we hope that people read the terms and con and, and the contracts that they sign because that's what you're signing when you go to an event. And if they start putting these things into their things, then it's, it's, it's business. It's honestly business, and that's what they are. They are businesses. That is their function. It is to make money. And if you, as a consumer, are not an educated consumer, then they bank on that. So well, just take care of yourselves. And again, it's your choice. Y'all are
1: adults. All right. All right. To say to Sia Dabiri about reasons to purchase physical media, that doesn't apply, my, my friend. You you can go out and buy a physical copy of Borderlands or whatever, 2K Games Gearbox can can patch an update to nerf the game for you from playing. They can do that even if you have a physical copy because when you install the software, it's going to do a license check anyway. If the license is no longer valid for anyone to play, the game is not going to let you play, not even in offline Maybe offline mode, but for the most part, not even in offline mode. Yeah.
0: That's why Adobe switched to the other style of subscription doing service. The subscription yes. service. And mm-hmm. that's why a lot of things are subscription. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even a thousand dollar, let's say, uh, the thousand dollar high end embroidery software yep. that I was looking at, okay? A thousand dollars. Y'all would think that I would be purchasing that exact product. No, 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 no. I am purchasing a uh, mm-hmm. licensure mm-hmm. that if I am not logged into their website every mm-hmm. 60 days, mm-hmm. it's nerfed. I yep. can't use it. Mm-hmm. I'm locked out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of that licensure stuff, it's because they're a business and they do yep. not care about and, their, and their
1: users. And, you know, and oddly enough, when the uh, PlayStation 4 and just, Xbox One, when the, when PS4 and Xbox One come, out, they were similarly talking about this, like, especially with the Xbox, it had to call back every 60 days to make sure. And here's the thing. Not everybody... Has, has always on internet connection. So, you know, me, it's right over there. It can do its checks, fine, whatever, it's fine. There are some people who live in areas where, you know, they're on DSL or, it's, or it could be satellite or something like that. They have to be offline and this and that, you know. It, 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 it happens. So, you know. We're, 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 yeah. Welcome to the new norm, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. You're in for one hell of a ride. Anywho, let's finish things off on, 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 on the good on the good tip about Common Rider. Take it away,
2: Ari. Uh, let's see. Uh, a Twitter user by the name of Memo Twenty Three Underscore JP recently shared a story about their reunion with the a Common Rider blade doll, and it's been talked about over one hundred thirty-four thousand times. When the user was in kindergarten, his parents sold the toy one day later. One day, 16 years later, the user went to a nearby bookstore and looked through a giant bid with miscellaneous goods for sale. And it was the same one. Like, it also had their name on the back. Like, that's just amazing. Like, I can't imagine what the guy's reaction was when he first saw it. Like you turned around, saw like the characters for his name on the back, like maybe like faded a little bit, but still recognizable.
1: Mm.
2: Like you expected to find it on the bottom of the shoe or something, like Andy, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah maybe I'm. I'm not even thinking, but um, maybe the way it was engraved, it could have been like that. It could have been that way, you know. All's well, the end's well. And this is the part of the show where we talk about interesting things in Japan, which is why y'all stick around anyway. And, and since Mako was out last week, we saved one article
2: and paid it forward. I'll take that third one.
1: Okay.
0: I want the last
1: one. I'll take the second one.
0: Oh, that gives me the first
1: one. I, you know, for some reason, I thought Ichigo would have taken the first one, but I don't
0: know. I might be yandere, but I'm not that yandere.
1: No, that that and I think John knows better. I think everybody on the show knows better.
3: So, uh, yeah, um. <laughs> Basically, uh, a Japanese Twitter user P. Chan Papa (laughs) um, mentioned that recently his wife has started keeping a daily list of little things she's thankful to him for. The things he's noticed her writing down include buying his wife some tea or spending a long time holding and playing with their three-year-old daughter. Still, he couldn't help wondering why his wife was going to all the trouble. So he asked her, how come you started doing this? And her reply was, so that I won't kill you someday. (laughs) Apparently, Apparently, his wife is putting together a running list of his good deeds, not because her bliss is too great to keep all of it inside of her heart, But as a reference document to look at When he's getting on her nerves Or otherwise making her upset In order to remind herself That he's not all bad And still does deserve to live So obviously This has started, you know, a bit of things Online, uh, one of which is Marriage is terrifying Um, If she has to write down The little things you do for her It sounds like you're not doing any big things (laughs) Sounds like you need to start making more of an effort if you don't want to be killed. In his replies, he readily admits that marriage can be terrifying, and he also says that he finds married life with his wife to be incredibly fun. He even praised her murderous motivation for the thank you list saying she's the coolest. Making the effort not to kill your husband really is important. He also said he wholeheartedly agrees with one commenter who said, Your wife sounds like a positive, grateful person with a great sense of dark humor. Um, I talked to my wife a little more, he says in a follow-up, and she said she started writing the list so that she won't take obvious acts of kindness for granted. Um... Can I just say that writing a list of why not to kill somebody completely defeats the purpose of, you know, thinking about killing somebody?
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like what a lot of it is, is that maybe she wants to write them down because it helps her remember. I know growing up, if I wrote something down, I'm, I'm more likely to retain it so I I like the idea I think that the I I enjoy dark humor if anybody knows me you know it's one of those things I enjoy dark humor Um, and so it's just like if they get it if it's their in-joke is very sweet you know she's noticing it and so he notices her noticing his actions then he might be more willing to put in the work and if they're putting the work into the relationship then that's what matters
2: That and killing her husband would actually be a lot more work than she's letting on because you have to get rid of the body, hide the evidence, clean up the bloodstains, all all that stuff. Well, (laughs)
3: yeah, but at the same time, we've shown in some of the past um, articles for Japan that not everybody is as bright as they should be, and they kind of lose
0: bodies quite often. I would also have to say that one of the most gory and um, well-detailed thrillers that I've ever read was a Japanese-based one. So, I am not—I would not be surprised if the body disappeared <laughs> really well, easily. Well,
1: well, in regards to what you said, Ari, yes, it will all be a giant mess and so forth. But there's an easy way to fix that.
2: would that be?
1: You call (laughs) 1-800-MAKO-Chan.
2: Yeah, but her fees are exorbitant.
1: But there's no body. But it's worth it.
2: (laughs) I know. Yes, I know.
1: Remember, the fees may be high, but there won't be a body. If you can't find a body, then you can't arrest the person. I love that we're talking about
3: this on Twitch. And I know that like somebody's listening in and going, "Ooh." <laughs> Look, I went to college and took a lot of, you know, criminology and cult classes and science classes. So, unfortunately, yes, I do have the knowledge on what to do however for you twitch people that are listening in i would never do something like that give me a call
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: looking into our chat uh Seattle berry has read the same book that i have yay book club anime jam session book club let's start one out by netsu kirino i found it in a thrift store when i was out in california and i love thrillers i love suspense and horror and it is such a great book if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Out by Natsuro Kirino is an awesome book. Ichigo approved. Uh, if you are sensitive to uh, murder, violence, and those kind of horror things, maybe not. But if you are, go get them, tiger.
1: X 75 says, nobody, no crime. <laughs> we are terrible, terrible people. Not that terrible, but just terrible. All right. So, Japan, the Japanese government is 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 about to embark on something that other people need to do. And I have to say, it's about time. And what that is, they're going to phase out fax machines, paper documents, and personal seals. I hope they can invoke like a digital seal. That would be kind of cool. So, what's happening is the new prime minister of Japan. Um, let's see, well, Yoshihide Suga. He was the one who held the calligraphy that announced the name of the current Reiwa era when we when it was ushered in. Under his regime, no more fax machines. And I think that's an amazing thing because you can do everything basically digitally now. Or if you can just scan it to PDF and send it on its way. Basically, you know, it was so easy to send a fax, but now it's just easier to send emails and digital documents and so forth, you know? And the reason why uh, fax machines have still been going on and and so forth is because of the hunko, which is the personalized seal people use. You've probably seen it watching various animes where, you know, for some it's like a wax seal now it's just a basically a stamp you know so so that's basically um what, what what it is so now this is coming from also the minister of defense and minister of foreign affairs taro kono because he's also moved into the position of minister for administrative reform eh, brothers gonna see a dip in sales but they could probably refocus it on on sewing machines
2: Plus, you can still get wax seals and uh, stuff like that for calligraphy, if that, because that's a hobby that's you know, pretty popular.
1: That too, yeah. And basically, Kono says, you know, once the honko is out, the entire government can be paperless. And now there are some people that are just questioning this, like, and commenting this, like, other con- countries are surprised we still use faxes. They think it's a waste of paper and time. I work at a major transportation company, and we don't use fax anymore, but it's still there in case of emergency. Uh, most modern Japanese businesses actually don't use faxes, but almost every business has a customer that still uses faxes and has to keep it around for them. I think this shows the importance of younger people in the government. And I think that's a good thing. At 57, um, let see, what's his name? Uh, Taro Kono. Yeah, Taro Kono isn't exactly a spring chicken, but he is considerably younger than many other high-ranking members of the government and appears to know how to use the internet well enough that makes him vastly more tech-minded than a head of Olympic security who never touched a computer and a former prime minister who pays his Twitter bills every month. But there is a system for digital hanko signatures, which is It's perfect for the rapidly growing number of Japanese teleworkers, and looks like the fax machine might finally see its end in Japan and not a decade too soon.
0: I
3: use faxes every day.
2: I know you do. We all got upgraded to these huge all-in-ones, which Mm -hmm. have faxes, have fax functions, but they also, you know, scan print email copy all that stuff yeah i I hardly use uh the fax part of it
1: i do everything that has to be fax. i just i scan it as a pdf and i use a website and send it that way via fax that way so
0: i i i can't believe this till i see it and i'm going to say why japan has been in older technology we think they're the latest and greatest because they're great at marketing Mm -hmm. but japan has been using this kind of lower end technology because it's low tech because it's low fi and it gets the job done so many big companies now this isn't just your mom and pop shop in japan these are businesses big businesses that like regard the fax machine as basically tech god so i don't think that this is going to change for an immediate turnover, I think it's going to probably be over a decade. I I don't imagine that we're going to see the last facts until 15, 20 years from now.
1: Mm. (laughs) All right. I believe... um, Ari, you had the next one, correct?
2: Yes, I did. Let me bring it back up here. Japan now has an alcoholic popsicle that's not banned for children. Mm. And there's no law saying kids can't try to... Enhanced limited edition Su- Suica bar. It's a watermelon bar that, you know, an icy confection is shaped like a slice of watermelon. Red watermelon juice and chocolate seeds scattered throughout. And now it's stuck in a specially weird one on the market. Hmm. What makes this new icy pulse a difference is uh, not just the usual packaging, nor is it the fact that watermelon slice be, appears to be purple instead of red. Nope, this one has alcohol in it. Let's see, so, uh, someone from uh, Soren News had stumbled upon the new Suica bar in the ice cream freezer at a convenience store with a handwritten note that said, This product contains alcohol. Those who are sensitive to alcohol, please beware. So yeah, looking at the packaging, you'd see the bar's well-known hippo character replaced with a concerned looking look on its face and a warning label, it seems... At Red, this pot contains alcohol. Alcohol content: 0.2%. <clears throat> uh, there are no, restri- of course, there are no restrictions against children purchasing the product due to the, due to the low alcohol content. There are liquor and chocolates in the market like Bacchus and Rummy, which contain 3.2% and 3.7% alcohol, respectively. Plus, the Ministry of Al- Agricultural Forestry and Fisheries stipulates that alcohol content of Narazuke, the traditional Japanese pickles made with sake, need to be at least three and a half percent or more. It's not uncommon to see children eating those sort of pickles and every, even liquor chocolates if they're lying around a house without any ill or drunk effects. So the decision as to whether or not the children eat these popsicles is not so much a legal matter as it is a moral one. Like if your kids getting drunk on popsicles, they're probably gonna be a lightweight for the Always
1: see, but you gotta take in consideration. You know, alcoholic drinking laws outside of the U.S. are slightly different. You know, and it's not like in various countries, they put alcohol in like in a bad light. You know, so which mm-hmm. is kind of understandable. I mean, I'm like here. I mean, tw- it is
3: Japan, th- and Japan is the you know the the mecca
1: of going out to drink after work. Yeah, and I think, honestly, a kid's going to know better or something like that, you know?
3: Well, well they... because oh. it's not this whole thing where, oh, you can't do this until you're a certain age, mm-hmm. um, they grow up in this whole environment of, eh, it's alcohol, who
0: cares? Mm-hmm.
3: A lot I... of countries have more of that kind of feel, and because of that, Kids don't feel like they have to go, oh, well, you know, this is forbidden and we can't have it. So, you know, I'm going to sneak around mom and dad and get drunk and ha ha ha, I'm going to go to a party and get drunk. Uh, That's not exactly the kind of mind frame that kids have in these kind of countries. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sure they weren't specifically told that it had alcohol in it. I'm pretty sure that they were. God damn it! I can't talk tonight. I'm pretty sure that if they weren't specifically told that it had alcohol in it, the kids probably wouldn't notice.
0: I mean, it it says specifically on the package with a mascot, so it's like a sticker on anything we would buy, like liquor, chocolates, and stuff like that. I know the article talks about those, but I I was going to mention in a lot of Japanese culture, they actually cook or pickle with raw sake basically raw by what i mean raw is that it still has the alcohol content hasn't been cooked down yet they still pickle and and, um treat foods with this so it's not Mm -hmm. like the kids just oh it's in a popsicle so i want it more it's kind of like what mako-chan said it's it's more of a cultural thing where it's intertwined in different ways now it's not like they always like i mean unfortunately in their adult lives a lot of them feel forced upon with the liquor but or the booze, or whatever. But in their childhood, like it's not a hugely taboo right. thing.
1: Um, if, it's like if you're used to it, seeing it in your house, you know, and your parents use it, and then they see you using it, they'll tell you da 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 da, and that's it, you know. America's a fun, quite an interesting country we live in. Very interesting. But moving right along to our very last uh, Meanwhile in Japan article tonight, Mako-chan. I took the first one. I'm sorry. Ichigo. Uh, All right. Well,
0: uh, if you uh, feel like you're not getting enough breaks at your job, just wait till you hear this one. Uh, With Amazon-like policies, I mean, (laughs) a woman uh, sues a Tokyo company after having to work 48 days in a row with limited bathroom breaks. The Labor Standards Office recognized the treatment as workplace psychological injury. If you work in the entertainment mass media sphere, you probably need to be prepared for a grueling work schedule, since it's often not a 9 to 5, Monday to Friday kind of job. That goes double if you're working in that industry in Japan. Where in a lot of companies, it's not a question of whether you do overtime, but how much. But even by those standards, the workload given to one employee at the TV Tokyo Saisaku, a TV production company and subsidiary of the broadcaster TV Tokyo, sounds a bit wildly excessive. The employee, a 51-year-old woman, previously worked as a soul, uh, solely as a producer for the company, but following a disagreement with her boss, she says in 2017 she was transferred to the General Affairs Division. One could argue that that's an unfair demotion, but Where things get really unfair was how she claims that even after she transferred, she was still required to handle many of her previous positions assignments, and usually after already putting in a full day in her new general affairs role. At one point, she said she worked 48 days in a row, and if that wasn't unreasonable enough... She said that her supervisor imposed various conduct regulations only on her, such as limiting the amount of time she was allowed to get up and go to the bathroom. The woman says the stress and strain eventually caused her to develop adjustment disorder or a psychological condition that can lead to more severe mental conditions. And after hearing her case, the Mita Labor Standards Office in Tokyo's Minato Ward certified that her condition qualified as a workplace psychological injury. And her lawyer has now announced that she is suing TV Tokyo Seisaku for unpaid overtime wages and is also considering seeking additional damages as compensation for workplace harassment in the form of bathroom limit and other unwarranted rules. TV Tokyo Seisaku, meanwhile, has said that if it disagrees with this woman's claims and interpretation of the situation, um, but in general they have declined to comment on specifics while the lawsuit is ongoing.
1: I kind of would... dick do you have to be to do something like that?
2: A pretty big dick, obviously.
1: No, no. Yeah, but no. A big dick to pull that off, but, but, you know, in real life, we all know he's, you know, very little, little, you know.
0: Uh, but I have to say, it's, it's not an uncommon issue. Now, she's probably one of the first people that's actually come and sued a larger corporation, because T- Tokyo TV Saisaku is a very large production company. They actually show a lot of anime broadcasts and stuff like that in Japan. So they're actually a very large industry media house. Um, I would not be surprised if she is one of the first to come forth and actually have a case against them and not have them just quash it by shoving a bunch of money in her hands and telling her to go away. Um, I I can almost guarantee you that there are similar or even worse practices for even just male staff or other female staff in the industry. And I would not be surprised if there are more people just afraid to come forward because of the social backlash. And this is another problem that I have with Japanese culture because of the shame. Mm.
1: But anyway, all right. Now that we got that out of the way, all interesting t- stories. Shall we wrap things up?
2: Yes, please. Yep.
1: Sounds. Yes, like, please. Sounds like a plan. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the love of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to tell you straight up. So if you have any questions about the show, ideas, suggestions, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at session.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will see our weekly podcasts, Uh, You'll also see links to our YouTube page and our Facebook page for convention coverage and cosplay photos. You'll also find cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, anime reviews, convention reports, editorials, and a lot more over at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like tonight's show and you want to check out some of our older episodes, we're not hard to find. You can find us on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts. Uh, all you gotta do is search Anime Jam Session, and you'll find basically all 470 episodes. Well, oh, 460? Oh yeah. We do have a couple extra episodes that brings up the 470, but you know how we do. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook for convention photos and some videos I throw up there here and there. Twitter, so when we're going live, and have updated articles and other cool stuff. Uh, YouTube for convention videos, episode highlights, and a lot more. Uh, I'm still digging through my archive of, of recovered data for to upload some stuff, so working on that still. And show us some love, Streamlabs slash Anime Jam Session, kofi.com slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, You can give us bits, you know, subscribe, you know. Every little bit counts so that we can keep the show going. Uh, We're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari.
2: People using their uh, anime chat. People using the anime Snapchat filter on their pets and they wonder why they get called Show Tucker.
1: Mm. Last words, mako I work from home tomorrow and I don't want to go to work. You just <laughs> wanna stay home and bang on a drum you just wanna go in the other room and bang on the drums all day? Sure. Last words, Ichigo. go. I'm gonna go face plan into a pillow. Good night, y'all. My last words, um I'm gonna play more Halo. I like Halo. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. More chaos and more, some more shenanigans, so I guess that is it. So Yeah. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm mako And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week.
2: Good night, everybody. Good night.
1: Bye. Say good night, mako Good night, Mako-chan. All right, that's it. We're getting out of here, y'all. Good night, y'all.